Welcome back, LeanCore listeners, to the Team A podcast. So Ben and myself are here. We have been anxiously waiting for you to come back to us. We're glad that you did. Uh, it is June 1st, and we're here in, as Mark Wheeler would say, beautiful downtown Kentucky, and we're getting an early taste of summer. And you know what? It tastes kind of like waffles. That's because today we had our huddle, first one for June 2017, and that featured uh, food truck action here where we got uh, waffles for team members from a local company, Marty's Waffles. So that was a nice treat. Uh, I had strawberry one, very tasty. What did you have, Ben? You know what? I actually missed out on it today, Clint. I completely forgot to go down there, uh, but I did see that several team members were partaking in one with chorizo on it. Ooh, I like chorizo. Very much so. Man, you missed out. You were working too hard, right? I did. You know what? It was just poor planning and poor time management, which will be a nice segue for later in the show today. What you, would you think about the uh, monthly huddle in general? I thought it was a, a good change of pace. So normally we talk about the business pipeline and keep everything rolling. But this month with Matt Melrose stepping in and talking about some social uh, conversations that we're having with Relentless Continuous Improvement, I thought that it was definitely an eye-opener to several team members based on the feedback I got afterwards. Good. I thought it, I agree. I thought the discussion was good. I think, uh, Matt adding the discussion kind of town hall feel to it at the end, uh, was pretty well received. And I think team members in general look forward to doing this each month. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into the meat of the program here. So we're going to have Sharon, uh, kick us off. So this month at LinkCore. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the different opportunities that we have on tap for June uh, around training, engagement, and communication. So um, everyone, so that everyone's aware, I just wanted to start by talking a little bit about that communication piece, a little bit about our uh, attempts to connect our team members together. And we want to start with the fact that we're going to have a newsletter that's rolling out Monday, which is going to be our first monthly newsletter that is going to accompany the weekly uh, picture-oriented news flash, and we're calling this the monthly drift. And uh, there's been a small team together working on putting it together, and uh, it's going to be live on Monday. So for our off-site and remote team members, you will actually get that in a, in the mail. So the point of that is to just diversify the modes of communication that you're getting. We don't want anybody to be left out in anything that we're doing. So keeping it diverse. That's a great idea by you, Ben. Thanks. I got gems for days. <laughs> so what we're what we're doing in that publication is we want to talk more about safety. Have uh, articles on safety written by team members. We're going to talk about our uh, LinkCore way and talk about our values and how those play out in the workplace. And uh, additionally, recap some notes from our think tanks that we do uh, each month with some additional helpful information in there. It's just a good way to get your information on your own time and in conjunction with emails and our social media campaign that we're kind of running to communicate. So this will be just an addition to that. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think uh, I think there's several team members based on some previous surveys that we've done that will really, really enjoy this as well. Um, if we were to take a look at the actual training calendar and engagement calendar for June, um, we're going to just run down at the high level some of the activities going on. So next week, uh, you'll be here the week you're hearing this, uh, the week of June 6th. We'll have uh, two of our training courses continue on that have been underway already. One is the Lean Leader online course where we use our online learning platform and uh, co combine that with our, weekend, our weekly uh, coaching calls that Mark Wheeler leads um, where different team members are learning about lean leadership. Uh, we've also got a second class that's underway 
um, just got out of the, the first one today. And that's our uh, LETM, which is Logistics Engineering Transportation Management, our redesigns course. So how do we take static customer designs and redesign those? We're uh, teaching some of our team members who don't necessarily do this activity themselves on a daily basis and helping them understand the best practices for completing redesign. So those are both underway. Um, Tyler Humpert, one of our team leads, is helping in the latter one, the redesigns course, and it's it's a lot of fun so far. Um, we're also uh, going to launch our Intermediate Excel technology course again uh, starting next week. Um, Piyush Garg, one of our other uh, team leads, is going to help co-facilitate this with me as we go over various uh, different Excel formulas and functions. So we're talking if statements, we're talking about VLOOKUPs, pivot tables, graphing, uh, some of the items you might have learned in college and, and forgotten or you haven't seen before but you think would help you out. And that's an exciting four-week uh, course that uh, I know we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on. How many seats do we have open, Clint? We still have plenty of seats open in that course, so we could take another half dozen or so for sure. So this would be a good opportunity for somebody remote to, that is kind of in the supply chain engineering portion of our business to jump in and, and just refresh some of the skills that they're using. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun because there's always people with different uh, Excel skills that join the class. And so we always not only learn kind of the, the goal uh, skills for the class, but other people bring things to the table. And I, I mean, as a facilitator, I've learned some things in there myself. Um, we've also got a supply chain session uh, uh, the first week of June. And uh, uh, Tanmay uh, Patel is teaching that for us. We are going to cover um, uh, personal uh, mission and vision. So We've got that going on, and he's going to lead that for us. And then we've also got another one uh, that's on safety that Mark Wheeler is going to present the week of June 19th, and that's on our safety management system. So uh, uh, both uh, Mark and Tammy are doing uh, awesome work to, to present these in our supply chain session forum. Um, we're, our think tank is planned for that following week, that, so that's the third week of June. We're going to be focused on um, uh, talking with the team who uh, – the cross-functional team who signs up around uh, how do we best collect uh, internal voice of customer and how do we translate that into that feedback into improving our management systems. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, those discussions have been really good so far. Um, so Ben, you set in on the think tank that we did uh, this month, which was focused on time management and prioritization. What do you think? Yeah. So first off, Clint, the biggest thing that I was impressed with was the number of leaders that were able to attend and create kind of a multi-level conversation. And there was a lot of younger team members here that got to kind of learn and see how other people have failed or been successful over the year managing their time. So what I find the most valuable is the interaction between multiple levels within the company and multiple departments on how they each have challenges and they all kind of approach it in a very similar way. And what we learned is you have to have discipline while you do it. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that nailed it. We've got uh, a lot of good cross-functional interactions in there, people in different seats on the bus, like you're saying, talking to each other. And really, uh, it's one of those things where it's almost like a like a true brainstorming session because we're learning as a group um, as we go along. Um, I did take some notes that I want to just go over that we found out in that think tank. You mentioned a big one, which is that discipline is a huge piece of us having good time management. And that's something that we just have to be aware of. Uh, another discussion outcome was that we really need to understand what's value add and what is not value add because that allows us to do our best prioritization work. And um, it's one thing to to know it at a service level. It's another thing to have that deep understanding. And I think uh, that there's a lot of value there for us. 
Um, we also have to be aware and protect our time. Um, maybe we can do this by checking our schedule and getting out of uh, meetings that we're not really adding value to or by kind of looking really far out when we plan big events and make sure we're building in that the right time estimates and, and utilizing our standard work in a way that complements um, the way that we get the, these projects done. We need to we need to understand when we can be flexible and figure out how we can reduce that the noise that comes into our work by external forces as much as we can. So some people, um, when they're doing this planning work and when they're doing this uh, these efforts to protect their time, maybe they start a little bit earlier in the day. In the morning, they come in early or they work in the evenings a little bit. We're not saying that's something that people have to do, but we just got that feedback from the group that that's the best practice. I think you see that the more you move up in a company, just your time is more flexible. So they're able to dictate how their time is spent. So for younger team members, it's just finding the time and making that a priority. Absolutely. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the discussion. I'm looking forward to this month. So if you haven't done the think tank, folks, uh, it's a good thing to sign up for. We'll have those signups uh, posted, I think next week. Um, and like I said, that's the third week of June. It's a lot of fun. And, and so um, as we continue through the year, we're going to keep doing these once a month and, and we'll actually have uh, hard copy notes of the, of, of the think tank available to the group in that first monthly drift newsletter that comes out next week. All right. So that's the rundown of the calendar. Those are the big events I saw from the training uh, and engaging side. Is there anything, Ben, that wasn't on the calendar that's worth calling out that you, that you know of? None at this time. I think we got it covered for this month. Perfect. Well, hopefully that uh, that rundown gives you all a preview. And as always, we do uh, our surveys through our weekly opportunities email and, and weekly way uh, email. So you can always find out information on getting links to sign up for these activities. We try to give you at least two weeks uh, notice on those so you can kind of keep your eyes open. So with that, we're going to transition from uh, our this month at Lincor into uh, our uh, token pop culture minute. Um, we have not gotten any reviews from the first podcast, but we're going to assume that that segment gets rave reviews. So we're going to keep it going until someone says that it's dumb. Um, so for this uh, second one, our pop culture uh, minute, we're going to focus on something a little bit different. So we talked movies last time. This week, another one of Ben's Fortes, we're talking about music. So what, what I want to do is I want to even cue it up for you even more. I want to put it in the sports realm, uh, Ben. So All right, I'm, I'm ready, Clint. You ready? I'm yeah. going to ask you a question, and the answer, take me out to the ball game, is not allowed. This is not an acceptable answer, okay? So All right. Here, I'm, I'm prepared. You're ready to go? Here it is. All right. All right. So what is the best jam to listen to at a sporting event? Give me one song and why. Go. Yep. So first off, I'm going to scope it to baseball and not just any sporting event. But when I think of baseball, I think of Mariano Rivera entering in from the outfield to enter Sandman. And that still uh, sends chills up my spines. If I was going to cry at any moment in my life, uh, whether it being the birth of a child or a wedding, it would be Mariano Rivera's all-star game performance where they played that song with him standing on the mound by himself. So Ben, so ben Green's tears of joy are the, probably the only tears of joy to ever fall to Metallica is what we're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good answer. I'm not surprised, but it's wrong. Well, oh, well, hold on. I got, okay. one, I got one more oh, for you. All right, let's hear it. So as a, as a child, I used to watch a lot of Little Big League. Okay. With, 
And uh, I believe that one of the best parts of the movie where they start, where the twins turn around and start playing well, they start playing Run Around Sue. Okay. Which is a very good summertime. I enjoy that song. Yeah, song. So anyways, I think Run Around Sue would be a nice second place for me. That's not bad, actually. That's... Did you know that I knew the names of two songs is the more impressive part of this <laughs> I conversation. Did, I didn't know you could name any songs. And I'm impressed you actually remember the title of Little Big League. Well, good news is I broke in and stole your notes beforehand, so I got <laughs> okay. to do some Googling. <laughs> well, I think the, uh, the the right answer to the question is for sporting events is the song Zombie Nation by Kerncraft 400. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, hopefully I didn't get that title wrong, but it's the chant song that's like, Oh, 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 you know. Well, we're at sixty-five seconds. Okay, so, we have so we're we're over a minute. What about Seven Nation Army? Seven Nation Great. Army. Yeah, that's Joey Votto walk-up song. Dun 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 dun. That's a good call, Justin. I like that. And Justin's back with us again today, everybody. Nailed it. All right, so we are now going to move on to our do's and don'ts, and this is where we talk about some best practices and pitfalls uh, that can come with you as a as a LeanCore team member. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kick it over to Ben and let him share with us uh, some do's and don'ts that are on his mind for us this month. Yeah, and I have two, but before we get started, some of our best practice and the reason this episode is called Redemption is because we got feedback to not play that sound drop again. Um, in <laughs> fact, we lost a lot of listeners and my family won't talk to me because of it. So The uh, do's and don'ts was pretty bad. It was really bad and we will not play that again. So we have... Uh, Justin has thankfully deleted that from us. Oh man. <laughs> so, but moving on into more uh, serious notes. So from a dues perspective for the month, Clint, the biggest one is to make sure that we're doing our scorecard process. So, you know, from an HR perspective, we are auditing them every month and we're trying to get feedback and making sure that people are having productive and quality scorecard reviews every month to make sure they're successful and growing in their career. We're obviously not able to necessarily catch all of them or if it's quality, cause we're not in those. Uh, reviews, but we did have a nice conversation with a team member today uh, with some uh, questions and improvement ideas for next year, which we will absolutely take into account as we do our reflection for the year. And they wanted to make sure they were getting a quality one and that those best practices are being shared. So one for our team members is do make sure you are having your scorecard review. And with that, our leadership training and scorecard uh, review training that we will be hosting in August will help make sure that we're sharing some of the best practices that we've learned from the first two quarters of the year. So again, uh, if you're a team member and a leader, you should make sure that your your team members are setting up the scorecard reviews if they're not on the calendar. Secondly, Clint, is the don'ts. Last last month, uh, we did the do's. We, we kind of skipped over some of the don'ts. But I did think to make sure when you're doing the scorecard review, just keeping on with the same theme, is to make sure that for your improvements to and gaps that you're having to your scorecard, you should be using the improvement tab on the back to document it. And what's nice about that is if you document all those gaps, at the end of the year, you can see all the problem solving that you've done and kind of validate how you've grown as a team member. So do keep sure or to do make sure that you are utilizing the improvement tab of your scorecard. And again, all of this will be part of the leadership training that we're doing here in early August. So just to recap, the do is make sure you're having high quality scorecard reviews. And the, the don't is to don't neglect the improvement plan. Nailed it. Perfect. Absolutely. So we are going to bring Amber on the phone. We're going to interview her and then we will wrap up with what we've learned this month. So uh, thanks. And we'll get back with you in just a few minutes. We're welcoming in Amber Ulrich. She's our on-site for Slumberland Furniture, one of our customers. And we just want to let you know, Amber, as we get this started, that uh, anything you say can and 
cannon will be held against you and dropped against you in the quarter podcast. <laughs> so you'll just need to be aware. And uh, unfortunately for you, the interview is going to be guided by our good buddy, Ben. So he's going to kick us off here. I'll keep it easy for you, Amber, today. All right. All right that sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> well, I guess just to kick it off and get started. So uh, I am a fortunate person and, and I got to interview Amber when she applied for LeanCore a couple of years ago. But uh, so I'm one of the few that know Amber's story and history and career getting to LeanCore. But with that, Amber, uh, tell us a little bit about your story and your time with LeanCore and a little bit about what you did before you found LeanCore as well. So I've been with um, LeanCore just over a year and a half now. Um, as Clint mentioned, I am an on-site manager with Slumberland, um, and that's one of our customers that's in Minnesota. Um is it still snowing there, Amber? That is a question I'm dying to know. <laughs> it's not snowing. It's actually 80 degrees today, which is wonderful. Perfect. Um, so Summerland's one of our um, one of our longtime customers. So I've had a lot of opportunity to take over some of our improvement work that we've been able to do with them um, from an on-site standpoint. Um, we do manage their outbound and inbound logistics, which is a new thing for me. Um, in my previous roles, I've, I've been in supply chain for 12 years, uh, but in my previous roles, I was more focused on the um, inventory side of things, so more of the project and demand planning side of things. So this is a different um, piece of supply chain. So all new terminology and learning a different um side of the supply chain and how material gets delivered in and out. And uh, so it's, so it's an interesting thing to learn. Um, like I said before, I worked for a few other um, companies doing, doing project planning, that sort of thing. My last role prior to coming to LeanCore was um, setting up a new plant in Garland, Texas. Um, so you, to, so Amber, you don't necess- you haven't necessarily done a lot of like logistics specific work prior to LeanCore, but you've seen other parts of the sl- supply chain. It sounds like right, right. So I think the thing that interested me most about LeanCore, obviously, Lean is in the title, so you can make some assumptions from that. <laughs> we're a lean, <laughs> we're a lean focused um, company, and I, that that was one of the things that really turned me on to making the change over to LeanCore. Um, I was not actively searching a new position when I was with uh, my previous company, but um, Sharon, one of our um, employees, called me, uh, found me on LinkedIn um, and recruited me. And the more I learned, the more the more I was interested and it felt like the perfect fit for me just because we're fo- so focused on relentless, continuous improvement. And, and um, that just fits really well with my my personality and who I am and what I like to do. Yep, so and I think the really cool thing is that we have the ability to wear so many hats. Like you can wear five different hats in one day with our company, which is awesome. Yep. And so just kind of elaborating into that a little bit, Amber, so of all, all those hats that you do wear, which one is kind of your favorite and, and how do you apply that to your day-to-day work? I think one of my favorites is the, um, the process improvement piece, right? So that's where we see an opportunity at the customer. We build it into a tactical plan. We execute the improvement work, and then we get to see it come to light. So helping the customer advance their supply chain is really the um, thing that gets me excited the most. 
well, about Am- my daily work. Amber, I thought you were going to say your favorite hat was your Wisconsin Wisconsin Badgers hat. Well, that you know that's a close second. <laughs> I'm still mourning the loss to Kentucky on that one. Thirty-eight and one. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> So that's I'm, really, I'm not I'm not warning that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really it's really cool though that the relentless continuous improvement and the the being able to improve processes is something that kind of gets you excited and gets you out of bed in the mornings because I think that's one of the things that we do that is is the most fun. Would you agree with that? I, I would agree with that. And I think that's the thing that makes us really special and unique in the marketplace is that we have this group of people who is excited about solving problems. I don't think, I think that we're very unique in that. And I think that makes us really special and that makes us a special place to work as well, because it's, again, it's not about um, people when you're talking about problems or talking about process. And um, I think we do a pretty good job of trying to keep it towards the process and help our people develop that way. And, and Amber, I don't mean to put you on the spot too much, but you mentioned yeah. relentless continuous improvement. We're having this conversation about it. That's obviously a newer term to us at LeanCore as we've kind of uh, solidified our product and what our mm-hmm. approach is for everybody. Um, so can you kind of dig in a little bit more on what that means to you and how it relates to your job, uh, just with a little bit more detail than kind of how you've explained so it so for far? me, yeah. So for how, how it relates to what I'm doing on a daily basis, um, you know, we've got the like in the moment continuous improvement where we're solving a problem in real time that's happening that day or we're coming up with a containment and then we're kind of putting a process in place to continuously improve. But but from like uh, what are we going to do with a customer two, three, four, five years out to help them build where they want their organization to go? So when I think about relentless continuous improvement, it's that long story with our customer and how we're going to build that plan with them. And just to plug some of the stuff that we've done internally, Amber uh, is one of our uh, very engaged team members, and she actually co-led one of our supply chain sessions on our account management system. I know she's done some work on that. So for those of you team members that weren't aware, um, we actually have a recorded version of that that is on the uh, L drive that you can listen to um, if you want to learn more about account management. So Amber, thanks again for doing that for us. Yeah, nice plug, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're very opportunistic here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what do you see, Amber? What is the what do you think the future looks like for LeanCore and what we do from a from a, a services side in, in the LETM game? Well, I think we have big things in our future. Like I said before, I don't our competition isn't really doing this type of work. And I don't think our competition is able to ar- articulate um what we offer uh, to our customer. We we have our hands in a lot of different areas in their business, meaning um, we have the visibility and the data to support good decision-making um, because of the work that we do with our customers, which I don't think other companies are able to articulate that um, as well as we are. So I think that's one of our things um, that really sets us apart. Um, and why that's important is it really is helping us live our, our vision of um, supplant, advancing the world's supply chains. So um, we do a lot of work with our our own customers, but we're also talking to suppliers and um, other companies out there that were, are working with our customers and talking to them about how they can help advance their supply chains, even though they might not be a customer of ours or 
they're a supplier to our customer. Um, so yeah, we're, so we're, we're, I feel like we're living that vision in the work that we do at our customers every day. And the more we, the more we do that, um, the better off we'll be. So Amber, uh, just changing gears a little bit. And yep. so obviously you're in our logistics operations function for the people listening and from consulting, as well as we warned you pre podcast that this is a public podcast. Um, so for the people listening that have no affiliation to lean core at this point in time, talk about your day to day interactions with your team and, and how you manage this relentless continuous improvement and three to five year roadmap with just day to day logistics operations and how it's kind of supported. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, um, we are following a management system that's really built around making sure we PDCA all of the processes that are applying pressure to that management system. So things that we would think about for an example would be we were managing inbound um, for our customer. Uh, we have inputs into that process. We're applying pressure to those inputs through a plan, do, check, adjust process. So we do that once a week. Our internal team in Kentucky does all of the daily stand-ups. So we're measuring all the things that are really important to our customers. So we're able to very quickly react if we're seeing something um, that was once green, now go red, um, and figure out and get to that root cause. So we're constantly talking about where do we have gaps and how are we problem-solving to help really support our customers' vision. Great. Does that help? No, that was that perfect. What to think? Absolutely. Okay. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a nice sound drop for that Amber, but we uh okay. mistimed on using that. <laughs> so, we're st- we'll st- we're still learning this podcast game. So Amber, we want to thank you for your time today. I do have one parting question I have to ask before we leave. And we already touched yeah. on the fact that you are from Wisconsin and there is only one correct answer to this. Sharp <laughs> or mild cheddar cheese? Oh, sharp cheddar. I completely agree. And that is why you're a great hire. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, thanks again for joining us today. It's been a fun. It's been fun. All right. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So for everybody on the or listening in, that was Amber Ulrich, our on-site up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you do have any questions or want to learn more about her, obviously you can look her up in our address book uh, on the Outlook and connect with her. So Ben, what we want to do here, I think, uh, to wrap up the podcast is we want to talk a little bit about kind of what we've learned in the last month. We didn't really get to do that in the first podcast because we spent so much time kind of setting up the purpose of what we're doing. Uh, but what we want to do is make sure that we start going forward addressing this. So I'm going to let Sharon call us to action here. And here's what we've learned. Yep. So why don't you go ahead and go first, Ben? Yeah, so I'm going to touch on something we really haven't touched on. So we have operations and consulting, and we're talking to team members. But another portion of our business and where I've gotten to spend some time in the last month is with our IT department. So we do have software development here, as everyone knows. And so what we are working on is a new routing module, an upgrade to what we're currently using today. So Collier, Devlin, and IO and the rest of the IT team are really making strides with uh, collaboration from operations on how to bring our our logistics functions and reducing of just manual waste or non-business non-business value add type items out of our current processes that'll really bring our routing capabilities to the next level here by the end of the year. Well, that's awesome. I um on my end, it's funny that you brought up uh, IT because 
What I've learned is also a little bit related to technology. I've learned that our team internally, when it comes to training, is really interested in learning about technology. That's something that we're getting a lot of uh, signups and feedback for. So we mentioned the intermediate Excel class that we're doing. This is the third time we've done it, and we filled up the last couple times. We just did an access class that instead of having one group, we split it to two because we had so many people that wanted to do it. And so between things like Excel and access, we're having just a great turnout of people that want to learn about technology to help them do their work. And so that's something that I've learned, uh, especially the last the last couple months here um, and early in 2017. So I think that really wraps us up here for the podcast. This has been our June edition on June 1st. So any parting shots by you, Ben, that you want to leave the people with? You know what? I think the one thing that we wanted to accomplish is we listened to the first podcast after Justin Falk uh, made it sound fantastic compared to what we thought it actually was. And as you notice, the title of this is part due, due with the redemption in it. And so hopefully we've kind of hit the nail a little bit closer on the head this month and that you're finding some value add. And to thanks to Justin, who we didn't hear too much of on this podcast. And Clint, the last parting shot is, I believe, in the game of um, you have over 50 uhs that you said during the podcast today. I've been setting the world record for uhs for probably um, uh, probably like 20 years, so... I'll keep uh, doing that as we go forward. Well, perfect. So hopefully we get uh, more downloads. I'll hawk my family to get those, and uh, we will see you back July 1st, everybody. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks. Nailed it. This month's podcast was sponsored by Drift and Hum, the great Canadian-American novel.